Money FM 89.3, best of the breakfast huddle. The breakfast brief on Money FM 89.3. Money FM 89.3. Good morning. It's The Breakfast Huddle with Elliot Danker, Barati Jagdish and Ryan Huang. It's time to take a look at headlines that investors will be paying attention to today and have been for the past few weeks, the Russia-Ukraine situation. Mm, a lot of fallout from there. Ryan, what's the latest on this? Because things continue to be fluid and they continue changing. It's hard to keep track sometimes. Yeah, let me try to recap some of the top headlines coming out from the Ukraine front. And you've got now retaliation from Russian President Vladimir. Putin. And that follows, of course, the sanctions we've seen coming through from, for example, the EU, approving sanctions on some of Russia's wealthiest tycoons, the UK telling its ports not to service Russian flag vessels, and so much more that's been happening on the sanctions front. And we've seen as a result of those sanctions, the Russian ruble just almost plunging to its lowest levels against the US dollar, down nearly 30% on Monday. In fact, the central bank in Russia had to almost double its interest rate from nearly 9.5% to 20% to try to just keep things stable. And now you have Russian President Vladimir Putin come up with countermeasures. And this includes the likes of preventing its own residents from transferring hard currency abroad. And I think you can expect more responses coming through in the coming days. Yeah, move your yachts. Mm. That's what we see some of the oligarchs doing. Moving yachts to, let's see now, the Maldives. Montenegro uh, as Montenegro well. Montenegro as well. <laughs> wow. Uh, and these are huge super yachts. 15,000 tons, the size of some of these yachts. So what's next then? Yeah, so you might be wondering what is the, I guess, next point of discussion when you have so many sanctions. How will all this play out? And one area of focus now is China because it seems like that could be the friend they could be calling up when they are in such um, tough times. Mm. And this is where China's central bank could be providing a bit of a financial lifeline. So just to cast your mind back to yesterday, we've got news of... Russian banks and many financial institutions in Russia have been cut off from the SWIFT financial messaging system. So yeah. that really cripples a lot of companies in terms of doing business with Russia and vice versa. So that is potentially seeing a bit of a work around if Russia manages to get China's help because China has a currency swap arrangement with Russia so they can provide the liquidity for Russia to do a lot of its business. And also China has its own swift messaging system of sorts so they could also give Russia a bit of a um, I guess area of um, leeway for them to operate so that is going to be something to watch out for in terms of what China will now do on that front how much help they'll be extending to get Russia over these tough times. At this time, though, China is being very cautious, right? We don't really have any concrete signal of which way it might go. Yeah, and also that is one to watch when you look at some of the deals happening. Interestingly, um, Gazprom, one of the biggest energy giants in Russia, they have just signed a new China gas deals. So we've been all talking about Nord Stream 2, how it supplies a lot of gas to Europe and it goes through the Ukraine pipeline. So that is um, pretty much been drawing a lot from the Russian gas fuels. And the main customers have been Europe for many years. But now they are talking about building a new pipeline via Mongolia to serve China. So these gas fuels will now have a potential new customer, no more relying on Europe, and that could just reduce its dependence on Europe to some extent. 
Oh wow, mm. this this is interesting, and this news coming out just a day before OPEC Plus is due to have a discussion about April's output. Am I right? That is happening tomorrow, tomorrow night. So right, we'll be right. watching very closely to see how those um, pieces fall into place. If OPEC will respond to all the uh, recent price increases and choppiness in oil trading. And of course, uh, we've seen that really rise in recent days around the concern how sanctions could really cripple the energy supply chain. Yes, yeah, so it's going to be interesting to see how this gas deal develops. Mm. Uh, okay, what else are we looking at this morning? Want to go on a cruise? Mm. Ryan's been on a cruise recently, so I'm sure this totally resonated with you, Ryan. News of dream cruises and what's happened to them? Well, the dream is, looks like it's over <laughs> because you might not have... Okay, sing the song now. <laughs> Come on. I'll try to sing the end of this story. So what we have right now is one less option for... Okay. People okay. hoping to get on a cruise. A bit of a sad news um, piece uh, because the Dream Cruise, um, that is the company that runs World Dream, one of the two ships that's been operating out of Singapore under Gunting Hong Kong. Uh, of course, you've probably heard of Gunting Hong Kong in some tough troubles recently. Yeah. They had to file for liquidation mm. uh, after their German shipyard ran into trouble and really dragged down the entire business. So now it has been confirmed. They have put out a press statement that they will stop operations after the current cruise returns to Singapore tomorrow. Mm. It has no longer the financial capacity to keep it going. So what's happened since it filed for liquidation a few weeks ago was it had emergency funding to keep things afloat for the time being while they tried to get some um, rescue plan in place. That did not happen. So all the warning signs were there. And this was the situation I think a lot of people were dreading. So the bad news is anyone who paid up for cruises in future, for example, March, April, and so on, that um, all, all those deposits will now be in limbo. You have to file for a claim. What? And this mm. is uh, where you can reach out to them by email. Project Gunting at alvarezandmarcel.com. You can read more about it in the Straits Times. And so you have to attach all the details. But it's quite tough mm. because oh. usually customers are at the bottom of the, oh um, or the back of the queue when it comes to getting your claims. Yeah, it seems that way. Other creditors get paid off first and then the customers. But you know what? They really should make this a lot more seamless for customers. It's not the customer's fault that the, all this has happened. Yeah, it's very tough when these liquidation situations happen. Um, and this is um, something I think will continue to make headlines in the coming days. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.